worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Grant. Good morning. We're talking about UFOs. I'm so excited. We have to. Yeah, we yeah, have to. We'll get into that right out of the gates. I'm actually... I'm okay with Jimmy not being here with this discussion because I already know how he's going to handle it. Yeah. Right? Um, but I do want to get into the non-believer side of things. Okay. To sort of see where they're at. Yeah, because Jimmy is adamant that there is no aliens. No such thing. There's no intelligent life outside of Earth. Yeah. Um, this is it. This is it. We're the only ones in the entire universe. Yeah. Galaxies. All of them. Yeah. There might be a bug on another, you know, planet. Yeah. Maybe but, some plants. But we Maybe are the, a plant. We are the only intelligent life form in existence. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we got to get into that. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to kick off the show with a Shania, uh, Shania a Sinead O'Connor tune. <laughs> Shania Twain. Really? <laughs> yeah, Sinead no. O'Connor passed away yesterday. This is sad. Um, she was young. What, she was 56? 56. Yeah. Um, she lost her son yeah. a couple years ago, eh? And I don't know if... They didn't say what, what happened, but I mean, yeah. She was also sick, wasn't she? They said she was found unresponsive at her home in London. It's not suspicious. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, if you ever, if you, if you get a chance today, watch this video. It's a very powerful video, and it, it's a, a tune she did back in 1995. I remember getting the record. Did you ever... Listen to the the long black veil no. by the Chieftains. No, I haven't. It was a. It kind of broke them internationally. They did a bunch of hmm. songs with other artists, and one of them was Shania Twain. Or Jesus, Locke, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor, and and the song is called "The Foggy Dew," and it's sort of a it's a traditional Irish song. Okay, this is the live version. It's absolutely stunning. Their performance. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. What happened yesterday with the whole UFO thing, I think is... Is this the most significant of these hearings? Yes. Because the previous ones have been like... We're having this big hearing, and then nothing really happened. They kind of bury stuff. They'll be like, here's the report, and everything's blacked out. Right? And this one, I've seen a lot of headlines that are like, oh, they actually said something at this. Well, I, th- I think they're still dancing around the idea that they need to protect something that they're not aware of. Yeah. Is that? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But so they actually had these whistleblowers saying st- 
stuff of substance this time, right? Yes. Like I saw that. But with the past congressional hearings, with the past meetings that they were, and there's been a couple of them now. Mm-hmm. I got the sense that the people that were asking the question, the politicians were a little bit tentative about their approach. Okay. Right? Yeah. Whereas this one had a very different feel. Hmm. Um, I watched, it's two hours and 41 minutes long. I started watching it yesterday after dinner, and I watched an hour and 51 minutes of it. (laughs) So it's good. Yes, it's fascinating. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, down in the States, they do these congressional hearings all the time. They do them generally... I'm trying to give you an example of... They'll do one on, on January 6th. Yeah. They'll do one on the Hunter Biden thing, right? Where they'll they'll bring somebody in and they'll sit down and grill them. And um, generally they're... I don't understand the, the, the point of them overall, mm-hmm. but I think it's... It's a, it's an attempt at transparency from the from the federal government in the United States. See, look, yeah. we can air our dirty laundry, and this is how we do it. And and both sides of the of the bench of the political spectrum down there get to ask questions. And quite often, it's when you watch. And I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but I've watched. A couple of them where minutes, a few minutes of it here and there mm-hmm. to get the sense that it's it's usually posturing. Yeah. And it's usually the Republicans trying to prove a point and the Democrats trying to protect something That's or what vice versa. Is. What, yeah. Yes. This was interesting because it seemed like for the most part, everybody in that room was on the same page. And the same page was... If these things are real, and mm-hmm. nobody, like, at the beginning of it, they said, we're not going to bring out little green man and flying saucers today. But the discussion we need to have is, if there is something out there that is unidentified, what kind of impact does it have on the safety of American citizens? Yeah. And should we be allowing these people that see these things to step forward and make their, like, without retribution, should we be allowing them some sort of formal process to report these sightings? Yeah, they said we need a... uh a safe and transparent reporting process for everyone from commercial pilots who are saying that they're seeing these things to anyone. Some are safe that they can report it, transparent. It's not going to be brushed under the rug. It was uh, three former military guys that were kind of speaking, right? And we so, don't need to get into their name, yeah. but I recognize actually all three of their well, names. David Traver was one of them. Yes. He's probably the most famous and... So I recognize their names because I've heard them all on podcasts. Yeah, and, and, and for me, like if you know these stories, if you've if you've followed this even a, a, even a bit, you understand what their stories are, mm-hmm. right? You you get the sense um, that at least the narrative is changing, and people with credibility are now stepping up. But there's still this process behind the scenes of trying to. Do harm to the people that 
report these things. Yeah, and and that's on the private sector and in the um and and in you know in government as well. Yeah, that one guy. I saw. It was kind. Of, I didn't watch it, but it was like the big takeaways from it. And the one guy who was a former U.S. intelligence official was like, "We are absolutely in possession of these things." Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. So this is crazy to me. Because I turned on the news last night while I was making dinner. Because I knew this was happening. Mm -hmm. I'd seen a little bit of it. Watched a few clips. And then I went downstairs. I put together dinner with the wife. And I I turned on the TV. And she's like, why are you flipping around? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm seeing if anybody's covering this. I need to find it. And no one's covering it. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Well, they did. They did cover it. I did eventually see a quick thing on CNN. But it was like a two-minute piece, and then they were on to, you know, Hunter Biden and um, and Joe Biden are, you know, yeah. are in trouble, right? That was... We, we don't know how to digest this type of, of news. Mm-hmm. And I think... News agencies still don't know how to present this without it seeming weird. Well, I still have, like, I mean, I, I'm i a believer, <laughs> but I still have. I look at these guys, and I'm like, okay, this guy, I'd like to see his past. Like, is this guy insane? Right? You know, you still want to check out who these people are that are making these claims because you're like, why isn't he still an intelligence officer? Did he get kicked out for something or what's going on with him? We're going to look back but, on, on yesterday as a significant moment in the in the history of the development of this, right? And it Because what happened yesterday, if you get a chance, it's up on YouTube. Just type yeah. in Congress holds UFO hearings, whistleblowers, whatever. Um, but these guys were very credible witnesses. They handled themselves very well in front of the of the Congress, and I, I think we are gonna we're gonna see some changes at least from how the United States handles it. And the other takeaway that I got from this was that countries around the world have developed a similar protocol mm-hmm. with how they handle this type of information, right? Everybody's on the same page with respect to um, just keep this out of the public. If Grant sees something and reports it at work, shut him down, lock right. him down. <laughs> and and that's the change that they're trying to make. And government officials now are stepping up down in the states and they're they're stepping up and going all right, why am I not allowed access to this? Like mm-hmm. I was voted in. I'm at the top of the chain, right? Let me see it. So this is this is the interesting thing for me. These politicians are frustrated that they don't have access, Grant. Yeah. So what they're doing is is they're 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 letting their ego now get in the way of this. Where they're they're going, okay, if I'm not in charge, who is? Yeah, I want to know. Where where does the buck stop here? Because yeah. I went down to try to get some information from this recent sighting. My card didn't work. And I got stopped at the door. Yeah. Who's why in charge of this? That's why they're holding these hearings. They're all mad that they don't know what's going on. Grant, yeah. that's why I think that this is so significant. 
is that now you're dealing with politicians that are going, okay, it's okay to talk about this now. The public is more open to the idea that we can have these conversations. We got very credible witnesses in front of us. Mm -hmm. So now, why am I? I got elected by the people. Yeah. You need to give me this information. Who's really in charge here? That's what's interesting about yesterday. I'll finish watching the whole thing. Okay, now. We'll do it. We'll do a little of a bit of a break. Okay. I got it out of my system. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> but I think we can do a topic on this, okay? <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. So this is what I want to do. If you're a non-believer, mm-hmm. how do you rationalize what happened yesterday? Or okay. did you just completely ignore it? Just write it off, ignore it. They're all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to talk to the non-believers. Yes. Yes. Okay. And there's a second part to the topic. Mm -hmm. If you believe that aliens exist, how far do you go? Like, where does your level of belief stop? Have we been visited? Mm -hmm. Are there government agencies that have crafts hidden have we reverse tech d- done Are they reverse walking technology? among us? Oh, do yeah. you think there's actually aliens wandering around mm-hmm. the world right now? Keeping an eye on us? Maybe reporting back? Yeah. Okay. So non-believers, how do you justify, rationalize what happened yesterday with these hearings with the whistleblowers? Okay. And then the second part of it, if you are a believer, how far does it go? We'll get to where you and I yeah. meet next, okay? All right. All right? Because we're both believers, so yes. we got to figure out where our line is. The locker room topic of the day. We're calling Stephen on this alien thing. Hello? Stephen, where's your line? On what? The alien thing? Yeah, yeah. What do you believe? I think they exist, for sure. Do you think they're walking among us? Maybe. We don't know. There's been reports of hybrids and stuff like that on Facebook and stuff like that and other media outlets. Mm. But uh, you take it with a grain of salt, right? That's all you can do. Yeah, you can't really say definitively. You can't. Did you pay attention to what happened yesterday down in the States with these congressional hearings? I'll be honest with you. I didn't see that or read about it yet. So, But it's an eye-opener from what you're talking about. It really is. If you get a chance, just type it into um, YouTube. And watch a bit of it if you get a if you get a minute. I'd like just based on where your mindset is, I'd 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 love to get your thoughts on it. If you get a chance, call me back before the end of the week. I'll yeah. do that today. All right, man. All right, well, have a great day. Take care. Thanks for See answering. Ya. Okay, cheers. I wanted to get that call in quickly because yeah. Stephen's been sending us. He sent us like fourteen texts already this morning. <laughs> but we will do our thoughts on this coming up next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where your line is, Grant. We'll start with you, okay? Because mine might be a little further down the road. (laughs) The locker room topic of the day. So, where's your line with this whole thing, Grant? So, my thing with with aliens is I'm of the belief that, yeah, I think it would be arrogant to believe that we are the only ones in all of the universe, all of the galaxies and the planets that exist, to think that we are the only intelligent life is, is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Like, why are we so special? Why? What's happening here? Um, so I think, yeah, there's something going on, but I that's kind of where it ends with me. It's like, I'm, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's 
alien? I don't know. I kind of um, believe almost more that it, maybe it's not alien, but it's us in the future. You know that one? That that oh, kind of thought. Okay. Where it's like the the UAPs that they call them now, UFOs and everything else. It's actually us, just a more advanced version of humans. I do kind of think that might be something too. But yeah, my belief is I don't think that they're walking among us. I don't think that there's a men in black situation going on. Okay. Uh, but I think that there's something out there and I think that it's it's yeah, it's something. So I'm old enough to remember the Bob Lazar stuff yeah. when he actually came out and made that first appearance on television in Las Vegas. Right. Like I I don't like I, I couldn't sit here and 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 tell you what he said. Like I don't have that kind of a memory. But when he started to resurface again on the Rogan podcast and everything like that, yeah, I have a I had a memory of that documentary and stuff. Yes, and I remember seeing some of that footage again a couple of years ago. Going, I remember that. I remember when that was happening. But back in the day, I was dismissive of it. I was fascinated by it, but I was dismissive of it because it's so hard to believe. It it, well, especially back then. Yes, because now there's things that have happened. That prove his story a little more. Yes, but at the time it probably it was would have crazy. Been like, oh, okay, it, yeah, who is this it guy? Was. Yeah. So if you don't know who Bob Lazar is, he's the guy that said that he actually worked in a section of Area 51 down in Vegas in the desert, and he was brought in because he was like that that kid that put a rocket on his Civic, right? So they wanted somebody to come in because they were trying to reverse engineer this craft that they found. Yeah. And his story goes on to talk about the possibility that he actually saw biologicals, like life forms in another section of area. Yeah. And so he has maintained his story and stuck to it for years. Okay. So I believe, this is what I believe. I've believed that for a long time, that government agencies around the world have had a couple of instances where the crafts have landed or crashed or whatever the case might be shot down and they have actually recovered technology from another planet the brazil one yes yeah i i, I truly believe that that we have a level of government that oversees other levels of government that nobody knows about I believed that for a long time. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm at that stage where I think that people walk among us that are from, but I I would not I I actually think that at some point during our evolution that aliens got involved on some level. Like came down and and did they banged us? I <laughs> It created the alien, the, the human species. So, what do you think? That- I don't think there's somebody wandering around the planet that's reporting back <laughs> yeah, to yeah. another planet. But we just don't even know about it. Yeah, I don't so believe do you- that. But I believe that there somebody. Do you think that we're like a science experiment for an alien race, and they keep coming to check check up on us? I and think that's why. I think I think that there are other species. Yeah. There's another. There's another humanoid type planet 
that is reachable with their technology, and they have been here, and they have decided that we are way too dumb to visit. That's the other thing, I believe. Because, yeah, that would go with, like, a lot of people claim that every time something happens with nuclear, you know, the missiles, silos, the aliens kind of interfere and shut things down, or they'll turn them on sometimes and show that, yeah. Yeah. But I think we are way too stupid. We're, we're, like... We're morons, and mm-hmm. I and I think that they they realize we couldn't handle a visit at this point, right? In our, in our evolution, but okay. I think it's coming. I think we'll soon have a definitive visit, or there'll be news. They will re- wheel out a, an alien for everybody to see in a craft, and I think we're that's within reach, yeah, of our lives. Okay, all right. Ralph from The Rock has an interesting story. He does. Yeah, yeah. so we'll get into his next. The locker room topic of the day. Oh, Ralph from The Rock. He says he saw a UFO in August of 94. I'm guessing on The Rock. <laughs> Morning, gents. How you doing, Ralph? I'm good, my friend. Now, you saw an alien. No, I saw a UFO. UFO, okay. So he was back yeah. in 94? I was 18 years old. It was early August 1994. I was at a local, like, video arcade in our one, one of the villages back in Newfoundland. It was overcast nights. I'm just looking, like, up up the large hill, and I see this brown, big brown orangey light in the sky. And I'm thinking to myself, that can't be the street lights, because I, I look 50 feet away, I can see the road. And if you follow the road through the dark, this brown orange light is about 500 feet above where the road is. All of a sudden, the lights flickered in and in and uh, in the arcade on and off for like mm. five seconds, and then they came back on, and the big orange brown light in the sky was gone. Mm. Three weeks later, when or four weeks later, when school started, I was talking to a buddy and I re- recounted the story to him, and he he looked like he was going to shat himself. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, when was this? I said, it was like, it was a Tuesday night, like the first week of August or the second week of August or something, like 10 o'clock at night. And he's like, dude, he's like, me and my mom are driving down the road to Port Kerwin, the village they live in. And he's like, all of the street lights and all of the house lights on either side of the road start flickering on and on for like five seconds. And he looked up and he saw a big orangey brown light in the sky and then it was gone. Like, it just gone like in the blink of an eye. Just went straight up. You believe him? Yeah, I don't know why he would lie. I don't think he made it up. But he no. saw something for sure. He saw something. Right, I don't know what it was. It was an unexplained aerial phenomenon, I guess. Cruise News. Well, so far, the first few days of K-Days have been pretty violent. Yeah, what's going on? At least eight fights and multiple bear spray attacks have been reported so far and and put on video. One of the fights involving a uniformed worker fighting with somebody inside of the corndog booth. I sent you that video on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Explore Edmonton released a statement yesterday saying that safety and security are the top priority of festival management. The group says they are continuing to work hard on safety measures, including having a unified command center that involves police, 24 hours security, and a significant police presence at K-Days. The festival says they also use metal detectors to screen guests, and they do physical searches for weapons and alcohol, but man, it's 
I don't know if it's just I'm seeing the videos more. So it, does yeah. this happen every year? Is it just more video now? Or that was my but question. Like, I'm looking at Twitter, and and there's that one account YEG Wave, yeah. and they tend to post stuff like this to get people worked up. But uh, it's all fights at K days, like. Yeah, does anybody know if this is a frequent thing or is this something new this it's year? Kind of like when they were doing the watch parties for the Oilers. And it was like every game there was multiple fights and people getting their heads kicked in and Yeah, 7809890957 cuz we were having that conversation yeah. off air where we're like is this a common thing every year cuz I don't remember I don't K-Days remember. K-Days being violent. Go to K-Days multiple times every year for concerts and stuff. Get a, co- a corn dog. And get a corn dog, watch a concert, play yeah. some games. And I don't remember seeing fights, but seems like they're happening. I mean, eight fights so far in the first how many four days? days. Yeah, four day, we're only yeah. four days in. Yeah. yeah, bizarre. Anyway. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So... If we divide the planet by half, mm-hmm. I'm probably on the bottom half of the intelligence side of things, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not in the top 50% oh, of yeah, me, the smartest, too, yeah. smartest people. I, I'm, I'm okay to admit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you divide the planet by everybody 50 years and up, I feel like... I'm probably in the top fifty percent for of, intelligence. No, for for uh, for being in shape. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I think I'm in pretty decent shape. Yeah, you do well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, but every once in a while, I will experience an injury, and it it I don't know why I'm so frustrated now with with injuries. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they last a little bit longer now. And it probably is an age thing, yeah. Like it's, it is, your body doesn't recover like it used to or whatever. I'll tweak something and it'll it'll stick with me for like 2 weeks. Yeah. And I'll work around everyone knows this, but I do yoga every day. Mm-hmm. So I'll work around it with my yoga practice or whatever. But it's it's bothersome to me that I have to deal with this for so long. And and I'm dealing with something right now and I just wanted to see if anybody else has ever had this happen to them um i've never experienced this before so i have bad knees mm-hmm. but have you ever pulled the front of your knee pulled it or tweaked it mm. so i have been having trouble this ball season um with my right knee starts hurting after games but i figured out um that it's actually not my knee might be your hamstring. It's, it's my hamstring that yeah. gets really tight. And so I'll, I'll like rub my hamstring and massage it, and then the pain in my knee will disappear. Okay, did this you... Is different. Did you ever do anything to your... You, you had an injury in your hamstring last year, didn't you? I tore it last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll be dealing with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Like, right... It's right in the front. Huh. And I... Th- and I Like, over top I, of the kneecap? Yeah, on the there is outside a, of the knee. There is a... A thing that goes over top of your kneecap, right? So you must have somehow tweaked that. Well, I think I know what I did. Yeah? It was dancing on Saturday (laughs) at the wedding. It's a dance injury. You got dancer's knee. (laughs) A little white man overbite. (laughs) A little too... Oh, even just doing that. (laughs) He's down. He's down. Send an ambulance. He's got dancer's knee. (laughs) 
I'm serious. <laughs> I got to pull out that old video of me with the knee exercises. Yeah, you see, do your exercises. I want to know if anybody's had... That video has got like 500 views on YouTube of you showing a knee one, exercise. One of our highest. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So, a lot of violence this year at K-Days. I just watched that video of the fight in the, the corn dog. That one's wild. Hey, apparently the guy that the, the they're both employees, um, so they're fighting in the corn dog booth. But yeah. the one guy was in his uniform, the other guy wasn't. Uh, but yeah, just crazy. I watched one of a guy getting bear bear maced yesterday. That account I sent you has all the videos. So, so is there an increase in violence at K Days? And um, you know, is this a new thing? For the most part, the texts that came in were suggesting that it's it might be new. Brett said used to go to K Days all the time as a kid. My memory was always positive. Had a good time. Family orientated. Going Saturday with my girlfriend, and it's sad that it's a legitimate concern for our safety to go. Yeah. Uh, we had another text. I swear it's social media that's causing the violence. People haven't hated so- each other this much before. Might be something to that. Yeah. Right? Like- it's also like younger kids are more exposed. I don't know what it is. And then uh, Scuba said today's K Day's headline: Midget attacks a root beer vendor. <laughs> Where is Jimmy? The Locker Room presents the Grant Report. Now, Grant Johnson. There was a uh, study released by the University College of London claiming that 68% of cosmetic injections that we do in the world are not being done by medical doctors. So people are going to get things like you know, Botox injected into their face. There is a strong chance it's not a doctor, <laughs> someone that knows how to do that. It's not a doctor shooting the rubber into your face to get rid of your crow's feet. <laughs> Isn't that a little concerning? We are so concerned with a couple of wrinkles with natural aging that we are willing to let somebody who got their certificate in a strip mall put an actual needle into our face, and then shoot things into it. Do we need plump lips so bad that we're willing to load up a syringe in our bathroom with some window caulking and just shoot it in there? I mean, I get it. Trust me. I know how important it is to have full lips and a smooth forehead. Both of those things are very important to me. But I just want to say today, With this study saying that 68% of cosmetic injections are not being done by doctors, I just want to say that maybe we shouldn't be getting plastic surgery from the person that thought science class was optional in high school. (laughs) Maybe rethink it. The Grant Report is brought to you by our official locker room merchandise. Don't buy the knockoff stuff that you see for sale everywhere. Buy the official (laughs) gear. Text us now for the link to shop. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I was very bothered by this, not bothered, very confused by this story when I first read it because I was like, why would Bobby Brown know about, like, do they shower together? Like, I I was very confused. You were thinking of the wrong Bobby Brown. It's another Bobby Brown. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's... (laughs) I could see why you would think that. It was not the Bobby Brown. Um, because that, that's the headline. Leo DiCaprio's that, that was dick once made Houston. Bobby Brown gasp. 
Yes, not the Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown. I'm like, why is Leo showing Bobby Brown his junk? <laughs> no, like, it's the Bobby Brown from the from the Cherry Pie music video. Not the from Warrant. <laughs> no, not not that Bobby Brown. No. I can see why that would be confusing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know who this Bobby Brown is. Well, I just told you she's from uh, Cherry Pie. What's the music th- video from Warrant? Watch the music video, and that's her. And apparently, her and Leo had a th- had a thing. Oh, she wrote a book, and she claims that Is she blonde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She claims that she was getting with Leonardo DiCaprio, and she yeah pulled it out, and, and- audibly went, <gasps> oh, and it was so large that it put Tommy Lee to shame. Now we've all seen what Tommy Lee is working with. Yeah. To, so that gives us an accurate uh, representation, and apparently yeah. he. Puts Tommy Lee to shame. So if Tommy Lee can honk a boat horn, <laughs> old Leo can drive a bus. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's packing. Okay. Yeah, apparently. So, so if you're like me and you saw that headline and you were like, why? What? It's a different Bobby Brown. Yes. Not. Okay. Not the Whitney Houston I'm glad Bobby we, Brown. I'm glad we cleared that up. You're in the locker room on Nutty 5.7 Cruise FM. We kicked off the show with uh, Shanine O'Connor this morning. Lost her yesterday. That was sad news. She was a bit of a rebel. Yeah. Right? And uh, a bit of a tortured you know, soul. Too. Obviously, a lot of struggles through the years. Um, and again, I think we mentioned it earlier this morning. No official cause of death, but I think there is um, there was an illness, but also a lot of depression and some mental health issues, especially after she lost her son, her 17-year-old son. Yeah. Um, committed suicide a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I remember that. I remember hearing news about that. Anyway, uh, Grant had her in the celebrity death pool in round five. Yeah, way back in round five, I had picked her. We're in round 19 now. Just finished round 19. We'll do our picks when Jimmy gets back. Round 20, because we've had a winner in this latest round. Yeah, you'll find out who that is and who's going to have to wipe with one ply for, for an entire month. Uh, when Jimmy gets back from wherever he is. This isn't an indication of who won or lost. No. But one of the names I'm considering for your child, because Jimmy and I get to name your kid, <laughs> um, is One Ply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, One Ply Johnson. <laughs> I had picked Sinead O'Connor back when she, remember she'd posted a video from like a hotel room and it was looking... Pretty bleak sketch. Um, so yeah, unfortunately she passed. So I get an extra pick when we pick when Jimmy's back, right? Yeah, I get a bonus pick. And if anybody else in the previous round passes away from any of our lists, yeah. including this current one, we have a winner. But anybody passes away from a past list, you get a bonus pick. So you're off to another bonus pick. Yeah, you get to do the bonus picks at the end of the picks, though. Yeah. You don't get to start with the bonus pick. Yeah, that's after everyone's picked, right? All right. Yeah. Okay. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. Good morning, how are you? Excellent. What's up? Uh, I just have a question about getting a minister on your guys' show one morning next week to talk about our mandate letter. Getting a minister on, like uh, like a pastor? Like a church minister? Or a- oh, no, sorry. Like the minister of advanced education. Do you know okay. the minister? I don't even know who that is. Uh, so Johnny. you... You're phoning on on his behalf? Yes, I'm the press secretary for oh, okay. Education. This is a first. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, Sorry, when I drive into work every morning, I listen to you guys, and you guys are a riot. But you guys also talk about things that other people are talking about. Yeah. And I thought, let's get my minister on, you know, just to, uh, you know, talk about these political things that once in a while you guys address. And, like, why not, right? Sorry if we were confused. It's, yeah, it's just our... Yeah. We usually, politicians don't want to be on our show, so... <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what? Uh, what's well, what's, you know, what's your think, name? I think you guys, my name is Melissa Crane. Okay, why don't we do this? Why don't you send me an email and sure. give me a rundown on what he would like to talk about, and then, um, and then we'll we'll go from there. Does, does that work? That would be great. Can I have your email address? Yeah, L O C Lock L O C at nine five seven cruisefm dot C A C R U Z F M dot C A. Okay, perfect. I'll do that. And uh, yeah, can you guys talk to mostly the shower after work crowd? And that's who we'd really like to, you know, target. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm awesome. interested. Very interested. Well, we, well, mostly about, you know, we really want to be promoting the trades and people getting into the trades and things like that and just what yeah. those avenues look like. So, you know, this is, you guys are the perfect outlet for that, I think. And yeah. You guys are awesome. Fantastic. I appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you for thinking My about pleasure. us. All right. Oh, absolutely. Take care. Take care. That's a better call than the drug dealer that called me last night for big rec tickets. <laughs> you got that call too, eh? You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Not that I need to prove to people how white I am. <laughs> but... Guess how white Locke is. Oh, it was so white that he hurt himself doing the chicken dance at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> probably a couple of examples this morning. Uh, no, I just found out that Jamie Foxx is on Gold Digger. Yeah. She take my money. Yeah, he's done Where a bunch I'm of music. I knew he did music, but yes, I didn't know he was on the song. He's a featured artist with Kanye. Oh, Gold Digger. Way over time. Is this a clean version? <laughs> Just so you know, it's the edit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He does the music, acting, yeah, a little bit of everything. It's like Jimmy's a triple threat. Exactly like Jimmy. Yeah, I'm sure Jamie Foxx does some wrestling on the side as well. <laughs> um, he released an Instagram video yesterday. It's about a minute and a half long. It doesn't really say anything. I think outside of the fact that whatever happened to him was very serious. Well, that's the thing. He still hasn't said what happened to him medically, but just yeah. said it was very serious. And uh, now there's the conspiracy. Have you seen the conspiracy? Uh, do I... That that wasn't actually Jamie Foxx in that video. It was artificial oh. intelligence because he looks slightly different. He looks a bit different, but I think it's because he lost a bunch of weight. Ice-T was like... He looks different because he has a serious medical issue. Yeah. You look different when you have a cold. Like, yeah. of course, if you went through the hospital and whatever else he went through, you're going to lose some weight or slim. Like, yeah. Yeah. He almost teared up. It yeah. was um, It was very... I still think it's a stroke thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. He said in his video, like, I saw the rumors. He all said I was paralyzed. None of that's true. Like, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Something happened. Something major happened to him. It looks like he's starting to get his feet underneath of him, mm -hmm. and he's starting to work again. So there's that 
there's a TV show or something coming out with his daughter, like a game show or something? Yeah, he's going to be hosting a game show with his daughter. Um, and he's, he was filming a, a Netflix movie called Back in Action, so I wonder if he'll finish that. But, yeah. I think he needs to, uh, a little. if he's doing action movies, I think he needs to give himself a little bit more time. Probably, yeah. I don't think we're going to see him blowing stuff up anytime soon. Or The game show is called We Are Family. With his daughter. So okay. it's a music game. All right. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Are jobs more disposable now than they ever were? Well, yeah. Like, if you mean, like, people don't go to the same job for 40 years and then retire. You know what I mean? Like, most people work multiple places, multiple jobs, multiple careers even. Yeah, I just feel like there is a lot less emphasis now I'm, like, I'm away for two weeks. Yeah. My daughter's 26. She just married her boyfriend. They all got friends around that age. Yeah. And they do what they want. Mm-hmm. There is Work a, does not get in the way of fun time. Which is good. Right? Why are we spending our lives worrying about a big business? Live your life. Do what you want. If you can pay your bills. Uh, there was one person at the wedding who couldn't get the time off. Oh, really? So they quit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends like, what you're doing, I can't like. even wrap my head around that, Grant. Like, I just... <laughs> if you're not doing a job that's, like, a career that you've, you know, built up and gone to school for and stuff, it's, yeah, disposable, I suppose. There was a study um, while well, you were gone. I think Jimmy and I did it. It was saying that every, every 10 years, people switch careers now. Like, there's a 10-year itch. So it's supposed to be every 10 years, people get the itch to switch careers okay yeah all right i still haven't got my itch <laughs> i'm galloping it's up more to 30 of here limitations well there's definitely that. the other thing too is the the demand that people just the balls people have now with their employees just it fascinates me i hear people tell me about the conversations they have with their employees yeah like they just employees are not scared of their employers anymore because of that no um so like if they're they're like i want to work from home and if you don't let me that happen if you don't let me guess what somebody else will yeah yeah um this one the canadian companies that were involved in a four-day work week trial, say they're going to stick with that. So they were a part of a North American trial of four-day work weeks um, for six months at a time. And yeah, they said 100% of the organization said they're planning or learning, leaning towards continuing that arrangement, a four-day work week. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't hate that. No, I wouldn't. Even if it meant, you know, a couple extra hours on those four days. Um, to make up for it, I think uh, the thought of a three-day weekend every weekend is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually get a lot more done at home too if I've got a long weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's I I've never really felt like a weekend was long enough. No, because it's like Friday, you're tired from work. I just want to make sure that we say this out loud. I always I, I have this panic when we start talking about our jobs okay <laughs> they're not real we jobs. are aware of yes but but there is an element of 
fatigue that comes with this gig. Mm-hmm. We're up early when you have to when you have to use your mind and you don't have a strong mind. Yeah, it can be exhausting. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy out of you. It, it does. Yeah. Yes, and and I noticed like I explain it to people when when people ask me about my gig and I'm like it's not hard I, and I'm I'm never going to complain about radio mm-hmm. but at times I feel like I'm getting thin yeah it's the only way I can explain it and I'm also I also get really short mm-hmm. like I get short tempered after uh, like right after a long haul without like a significant amount of time off or even a bit of time off like towards the end of the last vacation before yeah. I went away two weeks ago. If you would have left me alone with Jimmy for another half an hour. <laughs> that would have been it. And there was yeah. a tub. Then we would have been putting a new shunt in them. Full, full of water. <laughs> I would have tested. <laughs> tested his, his shunt's breathability. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I wonder how many people listening right now Gordon just texted in and said, I work a four ten hour shift. I work four ten hour shifts a week and it's fantastic, he just said. I think there's a lot more people doing the four day work week I now. I think so, and I, I'm here for it. You I like what, it. You know what I'm noticing is is well, I don't think it works for us. We're kind of a Monday to Friday kind yeah, of gig, but but I noticed too that on Fridays, especially in the summer, man, when you leave here mm-hmm. tomorrow when we go home. The streets are dead. Yeah, a lot of people take the long weekends. Yeah, like all summer long. It seems like that. Go to the lake. That's a trend. Get away. Yeah, yeah, that's a trend. Now, here's some shit that didn't make the show. Morning, Cruz. Where are you on the alien discussion? UFOs. Well, I seen them when I was 15 years old in 78, on June 21st, and uh, I saw a mega load of them. Okay. Well, so you saw like a whole bus load of aliens? Well, actually, there was. I, I, I walked to a corner at the 103rd Avenue at 45th Street here, and I was delivering papers, de- delivering the sun. And uh, I, I, exactly when it was 7 o'clock and one second when I stepped off the curb, I, uh, I saw UFOs. And then, then uh, I started walking, walking on and just delivering papers, and the whole avenue to 45th Street to 50th Street here. Had had aliens? Well, aliens. Yeah, I, I saw I, I saw a giant man looking at me with, with uh, glowing eyes, and he was staring at me, pointing his arm out and directing it further forward, onward. And he looked at me, and I saw plenty of uh, plenty of things going on, like a lady, a lady with six six arms, and uh, uh, another alien with uh, three heads uh, with. And I also saw a pterodactyl, and like I, so, I'm not making making this up. I saw plenty of them, and I also talked to that Danikin guy, that that alien observer, and and he was talking to me, saying they were the the ancient. Who are we talking to? Yeah, what's your name? Dan. I do have to ask Dan just because I know listeners will text it in. Were you on any drugs at the time? 15 years old i had barely no time I, I was waking up in the house here and i was i was i was dreaming of ufos seeing i was gonna say something see, see something that day when i was walking down the stairs looking at my mom and dad sleeping okay. and i'm gonna see some aliens today dan your story's a little disjointed no it's not it's the truth i saw everything i saw no, when Locke was saying was that it was it's just 
it was kind of jumping around from yeah like, yeah you saw a lot of aliens to pterodactyls yeah, well, like to, maybe yeah. you weren't on drugs when you were 15 but you're clearly on them now <laughs> no no i'm not on them now when i was 15 i saw saw plenty of them and, and when when i caught got home to talk to my mom about it i turned on the radio to the other station 97 and some girl said she saw ufos that day huh. okay did she see a pterodactyl though well, it was dark. I, I thought it was uh, was uh, a, a dragon, a black dragon, in the middle of middle of the the forty fifth street. Yeah. And I looked up, and I was walking walking closer. I was farther back. Dan, Dan, towards, and I walked towards, and I saw its head. It was had a beak and a, and a and a back back angle towards its head. Dan, with, with wings. Appreciate your call today, buddy. Well, it's the truth. I'm not kidding. No, no I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dan? What? Keep a smile on that pretty face, okay? I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I Dan, Dan I, lo- I love the story. Thank you for this. Thank you for sharing uh, just today. One, just one more thing. When I, when I saw this other, other UFO off 50th Street, th- there was there was uh, 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 smoke underneath it and all these little lights lighting up, like blue and green and white, and uh, all this smoke was bellowing out from underneath it. And all of a sudden, a, a fire came blowing out of it like fire. It exploded, and I could feel the heat on my forehead. Dan, we got to let you go. You have a good day, okay? All right. All right. Take care, brother. Dan has never moved. He still lives on 50th. <laughs> and someone visits him every day at 9. Make sure he's eating. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Just be grateful they don't have real jobs. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.